This episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage on your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit our website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. Hey everyone, it's time for another episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page, and uh, this is the podcast we talk about everything Tesla, Model 3, and maybe some other stuff. And uh, I want to welcome my usual guests onto the show. We have Eric Camacho and Ian Pavelko. Gentlemen, how are you doing again? Hello, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Well, guys, this is going to be the last show of 2018. Uh, we're going to take a little time off for the... Hey, you know, we need we need a little time off once in a while. we got some friends yeah. and family and some Christmas trees and lots of eating to do. Speaking of which, Ian, you just got back from... You just got back from your, uh, your, uh, your, your, your business <laughs> Christmas party. The company Christmas party where I ate way too much. I was good about <laughs> the drinking because I had to drive myself home, but uh, I, I definitely ate to excess. So if I nod off in the middle of the show, please all be understanding of it. <laughs> The condition I'm in. Uh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so this will be like the last show of 2018. Uh, we will uh, take a week off and uh, we'll be back in early January. Speaking of which, in the new year, we got some really neat things planned. Um, I had a good conversation with, uh, with someone today and uh, we're not really ready to release all of the information quite yet. But uh, if you live in the South Florida area or somewhere on the East Coast and you want to come down to Florida, save the date, February 3rd, um, because uh, I am going to be on vacation in Florida and uh, we're going to do a Model 3 Owners Club thing going on. Uh, we're going to meet and uh, have a big um, cars and coffee situation. So uh, the tentative date is February 3rd. So put that on your calendars, and uh, sometime in early to mid-January, we'll have more of the details worked out, and we'll let you know what's going on. So, yeah, look, really looking forward to that. And then we're going to also have some other special stuff going on, too, while we're on vacation. But uh, uh, that'll be a surprise for the rest of you guys, okay? Secret. Exactly. Don't tell them. <laughs> keep, keep the suspense going. Yes, exactly. Well, we can't let all the cats out of the bag. All right. So today, we thought uh, we'd take a little time today and kind of reflect on 2018 and um, just do a little bit of a Tesla retrospective. Uh, we'll go down month by month. And um, first, I want to say a great big thank you to Eric, who did yeoman's work on this. Um, I've been so busy this week that um, um, I started putting in a little bit of stuff. And then I was starting to sweat because I wanted to do this retrospective and I was running out of time. And Eric, um, bless your heart, man, you <laughs> really came in for us and uh, got all this stuff worked out for us. So uh, if you guys, you know, thank you, Eric, for doing this. You guys, you guys are very welcome. This is certainly a, a show that we're looking forward to now for some time. And uh, I know for our listeners out there, if you've been with us from the very beginning, you know a lot of the stuff that we're going to hear, uh, we've already talked about in the show in great detail. But of course, a lot of the stuff we're going to get into the first half of the year happened well before we had a show. So we're going we're gonna to kick things off with uh, January of this year. And in January, there were three major news stories that came out uh, regarding Tesla and the Model 3. Uh, first things first, the Model 3 began appearing in U.S. showrooms, which was a huge, huge deal for people who couldn't go to the uh, the showcasing debut in 2016. Uh, we had the dual motor variant was added into the design studio uh, during the course of January. And the Model 3 performance car was seen on the roads uh, in the Fremont factory area. Excellent. And then February rolled around. We're going to kind of just child, you know, we're going to 
kind of plow through some of this stuff and then we might take some little tangents and stuff where we'll find things to talk about. Um, yeah, and then February rolled around. We saw a referral program update, of course. They added this thing called Race the Tesla Semi-Truck. And uh, we haven't seen any um, more details on this as to when it's going to happen. They just had the boring company event two nights ago. And even though they said um, they were going to do some stuff about uh, going into the tunnel, it had nothing to do about the drive the tunnel boring machine that's one of the referral prizes too. So this could still be a separate thing. This may end up being at the Model Y event. We don't know yet. Uh, let's see here. Elon's Roadster, of course, on the Falcon Heavy. Uh, that was an epic launch. That was, uh, I think it was February 8th, wasn't it? I think my yeah, date, I think so. Yeah, I happened to be in Florida, of course, on vacation at the time. Uh, that was an interesting one because my wife was like, "Well, we could go to the launch, or we could go to the Florida Keys." Um, I've never mm-hmm. been to the Keys, and the launch might be delayed. And I'm like, "All right, happy yeah. wife, happy life." So we went to the Keys, but we did stop on the side of the road to watch the uh, launch live on my phone. So that was epic. That was great. Uh, moving along here, dual motor, all wheel drive Model Three spotted in San Francisco. Uh, credit to Ryan. Uh, who took pictures of the uh, Model 3 sitting on the street and stuff. So he was uh, very gracious to give us that information. And uh, the semi-prototype were first seen uh, between the Gigafactory 1 and Fremont. They were doing some test rides. Now, of course, since then, they've been driving that truck all over North America. So they're certainly piling on the miles for testing, So, which is good. Uh, what happened in March there, Eric? So in March, this was the time where it was a big social media uh, thing where um, Tesla and specifically on Elon's sort of direction had said there was a big popular hashtag delete Facebook campaign where a lot of companies were sort of taking their pages off. So that was uh, a big thing in March where uh, both the Tesla Facebook page and the SpaceX Facebook pages were both removed. Now, they weren't necessarily deleted. They were just inaccessible. They were sort of hidden from public view. But that was uh, the start for... Uh, the hashtag delete Facebook campaign that began in March. Too bad I didn't participate in that because I'm done with Facebook. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, moving along, that was a bit of a short month. Not much, not much really of a big news really happened. And then April was largely the same thing too. Uh, Model Three production was temporarily halted um, for rejiggering of some of the product uh, for the for the uh, production line. And of course, since then, things have really taken off. So that was one of the big major steps that they did. Uh, let's see here. May rolled around. Uh, this was during the earnings call when Elon said, no more boneheaded questions. Let's go to YouTube. And of course, this launched uh, Galileo, <laughs> Galileo's career on hyperchange. Uh, so congratulations yeah. to him for uh, getting the questions. And that was that was awesome. But, uh, you know, it was kind of a that was a boneheaded move on Elon's part to do that because, of course, he ended up that, having to. That did not go over well on Wall Street. No, it did not. And I think he's since learned since then. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, Tesla also did some uh, company uh, structure changes and uh, Consumer Reports was uh, the first to report some of the braking issues on the Model 3. Of course, then since Tesla within a week came out with a fix and fixed that. The first time we've ever seen anything like that. Not the first time for a software update, but the first time they've actually been able to dive into an ABS module of that caliber and do it mm-hmm. over the air. So like, uh, yeah, that was pretty neat. What happened in June, Eric? So June was sort of an up, up and down month for Tesla. Uh, so first, the downside, uh, Tesla reduced its workforce by 9% in the beginning of June. Uh, that, so that made some major news in terms of the layoffs. Uh, it was deemed as more of a streamlining, uh, sort of having things just more from a top-down perspective uh, to make things more fluid in the company. Uh, there was also a worker who was accused of sabotage in the company. And that was sort of big news, too, at the time. Uh, but then things sort of made a turnaround. So uh, the big news at the time was that Model 3 test drives were starting 
in the US, uh, particularly in markets all across the country. So no matter where you lived, you could probably get into a car. That was sort of a crazy time for everybody. Um, and then the biggest news of all, which we've been waiting for for a long time, uh, Tesla had surpassed 5,000 Model 3s produced in one calendar week. So that was huge news uh, in the summer of this year. And then lastly, the Model 3, to our friends up in Canada, the Model 3 finally arrived in Canada in showrooms as well, for those who are waiting to see that. Uh, Trev, what happened in uh, July of this year? Well, there was also an announcement. The Gigafactory 3 in Shanghai was officially announced. Uh, they've since started construction. So they've been leveling the land, of course. they got a perimeter fence now. We're starting to get a few drone shots here and there uh, on the new Gigafactory. So that's certainly going up. Let's see here. Elon also asked the suppliers for cashback. This was in, uh, in a case of, um, you know, of course, the media really blew this one way out of proportion. Um, this was largely because production numbers had finally increased and they were starting to ask, okay, now it's time for your discounts to start to kick in. Mm -hmm. uh, Tesla finally eclipsed 200,000 cars delivered milestone in the U.S., mm -hmm. which uh, started the uh, six-month tr uh, clock ticking um, for, the, uh, federal, for the federal tax credit phase-out, which begins officially on January 1st. It gets halved, so it's uh, 3,700. 3, is that right? 3700 bucks? 3750. 3750. Yeah. Thank you Which for that. Which means if you haven't ordered and you want to do it now, you can always get an inventory car. We got referral codes to get. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, Look in this. Yeah, the podcast and video description. If you want to, do not leave that six months of free supercharging on the table, folks. It's a free order now. Re referral codes are standing by. That's right. Take it, take it, take it. <laughs> All we, we right. Should point out um, just on that, uh, the 200,000 cars delivered in July, that of course created backlog gate or lack of demand gate because they were stockpiling cars, as you recall, in lots everywhere in order not to deliver them until July so that they could get that extra quarter in. That's right. And, and that's when we just scandal that caused. Well, you know, it wasn't just that, it's just the parking lot truthers. I mean, the yes, Tesla. That's it. Yes. The, the 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 Tesla Q uh, shorty Air Force came out in droves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just I like, just, look, look at this. The the cars are just sitting there. I mean, nobody, nobody's buying them. They're just the lots are just them. filling up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Tesla, you know, uh, as they said, they were going to do the right thing, and that's exactly what they did. They held back yep. those deliveries so they could game the system. Look, look at look at Amazon. All these factories of all this stuff just sitting around. No one's buying it. What are they stupid? <laughs> Yes, the shorters show no, uh, there's no signs of any of the shorters uh, being reasonable in any shape, way, or form. All right, let's move on here. August, Model 3 white interior debuted. Yay! One of the, my uh, my favorite feature, of course, about the Model 3, and of course, a lot of people have certainly been waiting for that. Uh, version 9 finally was released, of course. We saw the uh, te Tesla Tari, uh, advent of the games in the car. Um, Elon made the famous tweet considering taking Tesla private funding secured. That also happened in August and it got him in a huge amount of hot water. Uh, let's see here. Model 3 production surpasses 6,000 uh, 6, per week, not sustained, but burst rates. Uh, video streaming vehicles announcement was coming to version 10. Of course, that's in the future. That might be happening sometime next year. So that was an Elon tweet. Uh, Oft-requested feature, of course, we just got a new update on the uh, version 9 on the cars, of course, now, because everybody's saying, well, if you've got that video of that fireplace working in romance mode, why can't we have videos? <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Model 3 debuts in Hong Kong. And uh, Tesla also added, in part of version 9, uh, much to uh, Europeans' request, a drive, a pin-to-drive feature, of course. 
Um, some cars didn't get it quite a ways, but it's it's recently been added some other cars. So, all right, September. What else happened there, Eric? Sure. So we've had the first sign. This was reported by Clean Technica, uh, where there were 17 left-hand drive Model 3 VINs registered in the EU. So that was sort of a, a precursor to seeing cars delivered there sometime. Homologation, probably. Yeah. Uh, that was a big thing. Yep. Uh, the drive-on nav uh, started that conversation in September as far as that forthcoming future, which we now know, for those of us who live in the U.S., except for people like me, who haven't not gotten the update yet. <coughs> That's not. Uh, um, but drive-on nav, of course, is now available. At the time in September, it was sort of announced what will be coming. Uh, some big changes in terms of how you can configure cars. Uh, things like silver and obsidian black were options that were taken off the table and considered now off-menu. So you couldn't just order one of those cars online with that color. Uh, the supercharger pricing structure had been updated. So in many areas, it was based on uh, if you have your, your car is charging, once your car notifies you that you reached your limit, you have about five minutes to take your car off the charger or you start getting fees incurred. And the rates will vary based on Canada, US, that sort of thing. There was also the infamous Joe Rogan interview where Elon puffed, didn't puff. There was a cloud of something, <laughs> but there was a whole cloud of rumors around it which was a whole big hubbleaboo over nothing. But nonetheless, that made the airwaves. That and picture course, that sparked the, a million memes. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and on the heels of the tweet from August, uh, in terms of funding secured, there was the infamous SEC lawsuit that also happened in September, which was settled uh, outside of court. Now, I'm, I'm looking at this list, and you forgot the single biggest thing that happened in September. How, how can we miss something? What are we missing? Well, performance fair, Model fair. 3, dudes. Performance Model 3 started to roll. <laughs> yes. Yes. The 10. Yes. The 10. Well, ideally, 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 I left off in April, but I took delivery of my Model 3. So, I mean, there were... There that was, was momentous. How could you leave that out? Yes. I, this is no. not about me. This is about all <laughs> no. of us. No, and I'm not saying it's about me. This is this is not a me, 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 me moment. I'm saying everyone who ordered a Performance Model 3 started to get yes. And the world rejoiced. Yes, of course. <laughs> and the world celebrated. What happened yes. in October there, Trev? <laughs> uh, well, in October, we had the advent of the mid-range Model 3 was introduced as a stopgap until Tesla gets their pricing organized for the standard Model 3, which hopefully will still be coming early in 2019. If my wife is listening, she might order. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, version 9 rolled out, of course, to many cars. Uh, is that right? No, that's not right. Did it, it didn't yeah, roll it is because the, the yeah. let's go back to the other headline. Atari. Oh games, yes, I was they said it was going to be coming. Correct. The, the announcement was it was coming in August, but thank we actually got it in. Thank October. you, thank you. Right. Yes, it, the deployment was in October. Yes, of right. course. Thank you. It threw me off there for a second, so sorry about that. All right, uh, Tesla. Trevor, Trevor is wrong. Sometimes <laughs> it happens on this show. In case, lest it, we forget. Lest we forget. He, he is reading text in front of him with his glasses. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, and he still can't read correctly. I mean, that's that's Bless called that's called age. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, the Tesla mobile app saw the updates. We got some more user controls. Uh, NHTSA reports finally came out on Model Three, declaring it the safest sedan you can buy anywhere of any Ender. car ever tested, and uh, finally got the uh, rollout of Navigate on autopilot in the U.S. We're still waiting on uh, uh, regulatory approval in uh, U.K. and Canada. Uh, Eric, oh, yeah. what happened in November? Oh, November was a big month. First of all, turned 41. Happy belated birthday to your Uh but, but in more important news, the, rep the news came out uh, for our quarter three results. And of course, not surprisingly, it was Tesla's 
biggest, biggest, biggest quarter, quarter, quarter ever, ever, ever. Wait till Q4 comes around. I think I think it'll be even bigger. So it was the first profitable quarter for Tesla in a long time. And at this point, Elon said that from this point forward, it'll also continue to remain profitable. Uh, the construction in China began for Gigafactory number three, which is a really big deal. And we already had reports this month that is actually ahead of schedule, which is really good to hear. Uh, track mode was introduced to those of you who had the performance model three. Woohoo! <laughs> I know. Ian, of course, is one of those, which we'll get to Ian's car in a little bit later in the if show. If you haven't seen uh, the video, make sure you watch it. it. If you are listening to the show on the podcast, please go to the YouTube channel and watch it online because you're going to see some awesome photos uh, of Ian's car in a little bit. Uh, we talked about the pickup truck, which was kind of big news. Uh, that is the Mad Max style vehicle that Elon wants to see produced down the road. Uh, Tesla introduced its new chairwoman of the board uh, after Elon stepped down, settling uh, with the SEC, there was a new chairwoman appointed to the position. Um, we also saw new Easter eggs deployed to uh, our vehicles, which are not the ones that came out recently with the romance mode. Uh, these are some other Easter eggs that were introduced, like the Atari games and others. We also had the uh, Model 3 key fob announcement that was sold out the day it was introduced to the online <laughs> store. It was sold out within that day. And of course, uh, not Model 3 news, but the Model S and Model X design studios were updated to reflect the similar layout to the Model 3 page online. Yes, and then, uh, well, don't forget, we got the new Fart app. Well, yeah, <laughs> we have that now. Yes. We, yes, that's December news. Yes, okay. Yeah, so what's, uh, so what's up in December as we close out the year? Well, uh, Europe. Orders for Europe on Model 3 finally opened in uh, several different countries, and of course they are spreading. They are opening those stores in other countries now. Germany should be pretty much online if they haven't already. Uh, Europe can receive finally six months of free supercharging with a referral. It was not obvious at first how you're going to go through that. We talked about on a previous podcast on how you can apply that. It still applies today. Uh, so if you uh, if you still want, it's still, I mean, the referral program is still in place until December 31st. So if you still want your free supercharging, you can still do that for six months. And we got our first look at the supercharger uh, updates in Europe because they're starting to add CCS plugs uh, for the Model 3 because in Europe, uh, Model 3 is going to come with a CCS plug on there. So that basically recaps most of the salient points that happened in uh, in uh, 2018. Of course, there's some other stuff that's happened, of course, recently. So we should maybe uh, do a little bit of recap on that. Um, just got this new uh, 28, uh, 2018 40, what is it? 48.12.1. That's the latest update. So yep. that gives us some new features in the car. Um Sadly for mine, I don't get a couple of them. One of them is the new uh, uh, pole position game, which really requires a Model 3 or a Model S or an X made since late February. That is when Tesla changed the main control unit or the MCU, the computer that runs the main screen of the car. Uh, they changed to an Intel chipset. So apparently, according to what I've been able to discover, that looks like this game needs a little bit more horsepower to run. Uh, speaking of which, the game Tesla's made some source code changes because if you look at the car, it's a Model 3 and it's on Mars and they changed the signage to show <laughs> Tesla signs, which I thought that was... Is the most, that's the most bizarre thing playing the game. When I look down, it's like, I'm driving a Model 3, but it's going... I made a tweet like, about that. I said, how is it an electric car is making... <laughs> Uh, you know, fart can noises. I don't get it. But. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, it is what it is. It's... it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh gosh! Oh, the and, fart and app. Yes, that's its the segue into the other app, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, and I've uh, been certainly playing with that. I haven't pranked anybody with it quite yet. My, uh, I, I thought I would try and prank Bev, but it uh, didn't work because um, she follows my Twitter feed, so she knows what things are coming. <laughs> I ruined the whole premise. She, yes. Yeah, I ruined it. So. Um, what was the other thing too? Right, game controller support. So an Xbox controller it has to be wired, of course, USB. Um, I have one. I tested it in my car. Don't work. So I don't get that support either. <sighs> Sad but true. But literally, the games are not anything I spend any time with my car. So I'm not too worried about it at this point. So uh, let's see here. What else happened in December? Uh, 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 well, the Boring Company event uh, happened, of course, and uh, didn't get a chance to go to that because of the timing in typical Tesla fashion. Um, or boring company fashion or Elon fashion is always like, come on down. You got three days to get your stuff together. And I'm like, oh, three you days. Be- it's more like three hours. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so I expect to be seeing exactly the same behavior when the Model Y comes around. So when the Model Y inv- invites go out, it's going to be a, like a mad scramble to get hotels and flights and stuff organized because uh, Tesla always leaves things to like the last minute. I wish they wouldn't do that, but it is what it is. Fine Lab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. Fine Lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla. We were meant for each other. Ian, I want to talk about, well, is there anything else we want to add here before we move on? This show might end up being a little bit shorter than normal. Um, but, uh, you know, we had some viewer questions come in, of course. Not too much this week, uh, surprisingly enough, even though we put out a tweet earlier today. Uh, by the way, if you it's want questions holiday. answered on the show. Everybody's shopping. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It must be Christmas time or whatever. So, um yeah, if you don't have anything else, uh, we can just get into viewer questions and make we can just talk about whatever's going on in our lives. Um, first viewer question comes from Lauren Francisco. He says, and, and, and I'm going to assume it's a she. Um, in this winter weather, how do you go about waterless washing to rid the car of small dirt and grime in certain places? I never knew there was such a science between uh, behind microfiber cloths until I noticed uh, visible marks on my PPF from using the wrong material combo. Well... I can certainly fill you in on a lot of that stuff, but Ian, you can too, because uh, this is a picture of Ian's car. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this that's is exactly the kind what of it looked cr- like on Tuesday morning. I know. Well, you know, here in, in Quebec and Ontario, we throw a tremendous amount of dirt and grit and salt on the roads, which is, uh, in some cases, can be quite corrosive. Um, so, you, yeah, it, it stands to reason you got to wash your car in the winter months. Um, I have my own way of doing things. Ian, how, how do you go about it? Uh, I'm probably the least qualified to talk about this. I'm an old school bucket of water and, and soap guy. So, I mean, most most of the high tech, you know, uh, Tesla cleaning fanatics would uh, would look at me as some sort of anachronism. <laughs> but uh, it, it works for me. I mean, you know, I just a huge amount of rinsing and then, you know, like uh, a bucket of clean water, a bucket of rinse water, lots of soap. 
microfiber washcloths um, and yeah that's it there's it's not a terribly high-tech uh, system I know uh, yourself um, Trev you've you've got it down to a science I know mr. Bodner uh, has uh, has preached uh, all sorts of techniques he's very big on the, the sort of semi-dry technique so uh, I, I'll let you speak to uh, to that and then I'll explain much more in detail on how that car got that dirty that was not for, that's not from roads as we know it okay well, uh, Lauren, to answer your question, just do a Google search for uh, two-bucket method. That's probably the best thing. I've done my own video on, on the whole process. In the winter months, what I find what works for me is uh, when the car, of course, in the winter months when it's cold, you don't wash your car quite as often. Um, for me, in the summer months, it's, it's basically a weekly thing. Uh, in the winter months, it might be a monthly thing for me. Um, but I did get in on a recent group buy that allows me to wash the car very quickly in a touchless car wash. That's critical. In the winter months, if you're going to wash your car, please, please, please don't go to anything other than a touchless car wash. Um, so I will generally go into a touchless car wash um, yeah, once a week, usually on Fridays. And um, that just basically gets most of the grit off. If there's a lot of grit buildup, and on a Model 3, for example, because the suspension parts on the bottom are a little bit more exposed and you've got that belly pan on the bottom, uh, a lot of grit and, t and stuff tends to build up in that area. So if you can, you can go to one of those hand car washes uh, where you can pull into the stall and you can you know, use the high-pressure hose. Um, so I would use that to get rid of most of the heavy grit on the car, but don't use the brushes. Those brushes that they have in there are nasty, nasty, nasty. So she mentions um, in, I'm, again, I'm assuming that's a she here, uh, the waterless wish, uh, washing method, of course. Um, I highly recommend you use um, Optimum No Rinse, the ONR product. I use that for between car washes. Uh, for me, if I have to do a, a, a big wash, of course, I pull out, you know, the, the, the sprayer and all the other stuff. But for between washes in the wintertime, I go through a touchless car wash or one of those uh, pull-in ones where you can use the hose to get most of the nasty stuff off. And then when I come home, um, then I will use my O&R to actually clean the car. Uh, so that's basically how, how, how I operate. Um, I tr try to do that when the temperatures are above freezing. Anything below freezing, you have to spend a little bit more time to get the water out of the little crevices, things like on a Model 3 or Model S, you've got the, you know, the recessed door handles, so you have to blow that out. Um, let's see here, what else? Uh, things like uh, do the right thing and, and use uh, some kind of rubber care product on your seals, on, on all your windows and stuff to try and keep the doors from sticking. Uh, Ian, you had a product, what was it called, CleanFlow? Yeah, CleanFlow is the manufacturer. I think they're Canadian, so I don't know if it's available in the U.S. It'd be interesting to know if there's an equivalent. I'm sure yeah. there's a three-in-one product it, or something to that effect you can get down in the, the U.S. The name is awesome. I think it's called Holistic Honey Goo Rubber Care. Yeah, Honey Goo. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh, the names. It, it sounds like with. something Douglas Adams would have come up with. Yeah, exactly. But it's it works a treat. I am in love with this stuff. It works so well. I've had zero issues with window sticking. And I mean, we've had tons of like minus 15, minus 18. You know, we're talking zero Fahrenheit days with hoar frost, snow, ice, you name it. And like no more problems with the window sticking. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers your question. But like I said, uh, do a Google search for two-bucket method. That's one of the best things you can do. But like I said, if you're going to go into one of those car washes, make sure it's uh, touchless and uh, do not use their brushes. Just use the wand to get most of the grid off. Do everything by hand, especially if you have PPF or uh, ceramic. Ceramic coating, I'm going to mention it once again. I'm in love with ceramic coatings. If you can do it on your car, it really makes washing the car so much easier. Um, 
you're still going to get dirt that sticks to the car, but getting it off is so much easier than if you didn't. Okay, so I'll say my piece about that. All right, next question comes from uh, Negative on uh, Twitter. He says, uh, can you also talk about optimal heating uh, settings and best practices in the Model 3 during the winter months? Again, lots of questions about winter stuff here. Uh, my Model 3 watt hours per, uh, uh, per, uh, per, sorry, my Model 3 watt hours is too high, although he doesn't mention how high he's getting, uh, though I preheat as suggested in one of your videos. Um, if you think your watt hours are high, try driving a Model X in the winter months. <laughs> um, the Model 3 is extremely efficient in all circumstances. The Model X is a beast. But yes, and a lot of that really has to do with because of the heating structure in the car. Model 3 does not have a dedicated battery heater. It uses waste heat management or waste heat Waste, waste, heat, capture, whatever. I forget what the term is. Doggone it. I should have known better. Anyways, um, so as far as heating the battery, uh, it's a little less efficient than, or it takes more time to heat the battery in a Model 3 given that you have a dedicated battery heater. The, the, the mm -hmm. side effect, though, is that you have a much more efficient car. It uses way less watt hours um, to, to, um, to, to travel those distances, which is one of the reasons Model 3 gets such high kilometers. Um, my car has a dedicated battery heater, uh, which is six kilowatt plus the cabin heaters, six kilowatts. So if you have them full blast, that's 12 kilowatts. You want to be on shore power. Let me tell you, because it will kill your range, which is why it's so important to preheat. Preheating really works. If you spend the time and if it's really cold, do it for an hour. If you don't have much of a choice, at least half an hour. Um, even on my car, when I preheat full blast, even on an hour, I'll come out to the car and I still don't have full regen. It comes back fairly quickly especially if you drive the car for a little while because then you got more fluids and more of the heat is being captured and stuff so that really helps generate some heat um, by the way bjorn nyland did a video i think it was just um earlier this year where he um had discovered that if he wanted a faster charge on his car um even though when he was at a low state of charge he drove the car like he stole it and uh, that helped really generate heat very quickly so he was able to get a faster supercharge so anyways i recommend you watch that video um how about you guys i mean eric it's a bad question for you because living in sunny florida where it doesn't uh, doesn't get too cold like up here um it's so so tomorrow uh so we're recording this podcast on thursday december 20th tomorrow effectively from when we record this will be the first day of winter here in north america and uh we have a cold front coming into florida as we record the show so tomorrow's temperatures and the ones for the weekend is going to start cooling down i think the high temperature on saturday will be 66 oh crime your river so so my my car is going to have <laughs> major problems apparently warming up um, now, you know, there's take 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are definitely a few times where we've had some cold spells here. I'm sure if you follow, uh, Michael or myself, uh, here in South Florida on our shows, uh, you know, we, we certainly experience some cold snaps from time to time. My car has had that where I've tried to precondition it. When I get in the car, start driving away, um, the regen is still not at full strength. So I understand what people are talking about. I mean, you guys are alluding it to it here on the show. Um, it doesn't happen too often, but I, I would sort of heed the advice that's being shared here, which is if you can plug your car in and precondition it with enough time, do that because it will take a substantial amount of your range. Uh, for me, it hasn't been noticeable, but I guarantee if you live in a much colder climate where winter is a thing, 
uh, you're going to want to definitely leave your car plugged in for a period of time uh, to make sure that you're uh, at least not hitting your range as, as poorly as it would be for some other areas. I'll, I'll give you an example. Typically for me on my Model X, in the summer months when things are nice and warm and toasty, um, mm-hmm. I'll get about 170 watt hours per kilometer. I, I don't know what the conversion is to miles. I'm sure you can do that. In the winter months, <clears throat> when things are nice and toasty, uh, my average watt hours will be about 229. Um, but if the car has been cold soaked and I don't preheat enough, uh, this morning I went out and got coffee. I preheated the car for maybe 20 minutes. I got in the car. I drove off. Watt hours, uh, 580 watt hours. <laughs> right? Uh, because it's heating the battery. It's heating the cabin. I have the cabin set at about 2223 C. Um, and the thing is going crazy. It's trying to heat the car. Uh, of course, it reduces your range. But what happens, though, is that once the battery and the temperature of the cabin come up, I mean, that drops. It's, it really, I mean, there's, you know, there's a delay, of course, uh, but it, it drops very quickly. And then it goes back down to, to what I would consider normal for winter for me. Um, so yes, most, all of that heating, that energy, it just, it just really sucks everything. So if you don't have the car plugged in, of course, it's going to come from somewhere. It's got to come out of the battery. So yes, preheat, preheat as long as you possibly can, if you think it's going to be an issue. Um, but it's just, it's just one of those things. A winter has a more pronounced effect. I mean, gas cars also suffer from range loss in the winter months. It's just less, it's less noticeable. It's just one of those things. How about you, uh, Ian? Any? Yeah. The one thing I will add to it that I found has been very helpful is um, if you're charging regularly at home overnight, um, schedule your charge uh-huh. so that it ends just around the time you're going to leave. Because pumping the current into the battery keeps it warm, obviously. And uh, you're not wasting as much energy. What I found I was doing initially was I was charging the battery when I got home immediately. And now, you and know, it would sit it, overnight. It would, just, it would sit overnight, you know, and it would just draw a tiny little amount of current to keep itself, you know, at that state of charge. So then I'd have to precondition it for a half an hour to an hour in the morning if I wanted any kind of regen and to get rid of the little frosty snowflake on the battery. So I was I was wasting all this energy preheating the car for longer than I needed. If I, however, started charging the car, say, uh, suppose I needed to charge it for two hours or something, you know, and I wanted to leave at 8 a.m. Well, I would start the charge at 6 a.m., pumping, you know, that full 40, 48 amp blast of current into it for two hours, basically did the same thing. And I only had to preheat the car for 10 or 15 minutes. So from an electricity standpoint, like a, an energy use standpoint, I was, I'm using less electricity at home that way because you're charging that the effect you're charging the battery will help heat it up. I was exactly the same way because when I first got my car, I would dutifully plug it in every night and I had the charge uh, starting at midnight. And in the winter months, of course, because the car's sitting outside and, um, you know, it's, it's getting cold soaked. And yes, you're pumping energy in it and it's heating it up. But I would find that in the mornings I would come out and, of course, the, the car was always cold. So lately I've changed it now. I actually start charging because I don't drive as much as I used to. I'm finding myself now I charge at 3 a.m. and the car's still 90% every time I get up in the morning. But now I find that it takes less time to actually heat it up because there is some energy going in there. Um I will say this though: in the winter months, if you're visiting someone and you put the car on 110 or 120 volt, uh, don't expect that to heat the battery pack at all. <laughs> It'll <laughs> or, or get any kind of charge. I mean, overnight, uh, it 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 doesn't generate it, enough energy. It just maintains it. it. You won't lose, but you won't gain. Exactly. It just kind of helps against that vampire drain that n- kind of naturally happens with uh, with the heating elements and stuff. So it basically, just keeps the battery at its minimum temperature. Interestingly enough, this year I have yet to see a snowflake. 
I would get it once or twice last year, but I have not seen it. But then again, we haven't had really big cold snaps. Like today was like plus three, plus four. So balmy for this time of year. So oh, no, I, I had snowflake this morning. <laughs> well, I was going to say that on February 3rd of 2019, if you guys want to escape whatever winter climates you're in and come to Florida, we have pretty nice weather that time of the year. We plan on uh, it. February 3rd. February 3rd of this year, for example, in Toronto was a high of 23 degrees Fahrenheit. We don't worry about that here in Florida. So condition your cars here takes no time at all. Why so again, you... folks, mark your calendars. February 3rd here, South Florida. Details to come. Exactly. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Just, just, just saying, just reminding people. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, closing remarks or anything? Because, you know, this last show of the 2018. I, um, yeah. I got some winter tire stuff, Trev. That oh, uh, please I, I got, do. Yeah, I, I got uh, quite a few questions on on Twitter, and okay. I have a, a ton of observations. I've I've switched to the uh, Nokian Hakapalita R3s about two weeks ago. <gasps> yes, I know the holy grail of snow tires, winter tires. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll just give everyone like a if we have a few minutes, I'll, I'll just please give my do thoughts take as much time as you want, and uh, then I'll address some some specific questions I've been getting. So. My advice to everyone generally with winter tires and anyone who's been faithfully listening to the show knows that go with the lowest speed rated tire you can stand because slow, slothly winter tires are your friends on snow and ice. However, Model 3 is a bit of a different beast. And I discovered this because I started out with the uh, Nexon Wingard uh, Sport, which is a V-rated winter tire, very similar in construction and general temperament to the Pirellis that uh, Tesla offers in their factory winter package, or the Continental TS830, or the uh, Michelin Arctic Alpine. There's a whole slew of these high-speed rated winter tires that you can get, and that's generally what Tesla's recommending. I now understand why. Um, even though we're, we're in a low-profile tire in this car, I mean, the smallest wheel you can fit on it is an 18-inch with the, the 235-45-18. Um, a T or an H-rated tire has got enough sort of squirm in it that, well, it causes two problems. The first one is well-known. If you have a rear-wheel drive um, Model 3, you know that this causes issues with the regen. You know, we've been talking about this a lot in the show, and a lot of people have been reporting on the forum. Tesla's working on a solution for that. But having one of these very soft, low-speed tires is causing the regen to act weird. But I found a secondary reason to stick with a high-speed tire, and that is... The handling in this car is so sharp and so crisp that going with a T-rated winter, oh my God, the car just feels so sluggish. Um, and it's very Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I absolutely adore the whole Hakapalita family. I've had them, uh, my cars, for the better part of 20 years. But on this car, you got to want ice and snow traction pretty bad to go to that tire. It is spectacular in the snow, spectacular in the ice. But on the dry road, the car feels drunk. <laughs> to the point where really? I don't even want to use auto steer anymore. Yeah, on, on a really windy day, I find the auto steer sways. Like the car has got this little kind of really squishy. Yeah, it's got this little groove on all the time. Like uh, Brigitte, like looked over at me. She goes, "What's wrong with your your autopilot?" He says, it's, "It's it's 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 doing this little dance." I'm like going, "Yeah, that's the tires. There's so much movement in the sidewall in these, and I'm astonished. I've rarely seen this in a 45 series winter tire. But the car again is so razor sharp that it picks up any little movement in the tire, and you can feel it." Um, so that's something to be aware of, you know, again, if you're going for ultimate, uh, ice and snow traction, my recommendation is the same. Any of these, you know, T or H rated tires, you know, the X ice, um, 
this this tire, the Hack R3, they're they're all outstanding in that condition. But you are going to give up more of your dry road handling in this car, or the feeling of it, than you normally would, because the Wingard Sports, the car still felt sprightly. It was like, yeah, let's go out for a drive, you know. Like, <laughs> you, you you start to push the R3s on 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 the dry. They're like, dude, you're harshing my buzz. What are you doing? <laughs> like, just I'm not into this. They just no. They do not like it. So if you like it, when, when the road is dry and you want to have fun, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to miss that crisp feeling of the summer tire. So, um, so choose wisely, you know, like, uh, it, yeah, this, this, this is kind of my, my take on it. You know, like if you want to keep that sporty feeling, uh, don't be shy about spending a little bit extra money on the V rated rubber. Uh, it, it, it kind of makes sense for this car. Um, the other place I wanted to go is, um, where did I want to go? Oh, yeah. Well, we actually got to try track mode out in the wild. This is the reason the car looked so filthy. I was teasing pictures of it, and Trev, you threw it up there earlier, as to why there's all this mud. And there's actually dried earth caked to the back of the car. I had to chisel my license plate. It's typical recently. with Teslas. They got that low-pressure zone in the back, and it just yeah. sticks to the back of the car. Well, it, it shows you how incredible the aerodynamics are in this car. So, yes. So, mud, earth, God knows what all else we picked up. Because we did about 300 kilometers um, on Monday, or give or take, what's that, about uh, 180 miles, all on dirt roads, laying out a route uh, for a rally that I'm organizing here in Quebec in, uh, in, in January. Uh, and... We had this thing going sideways most of the day. And I have to say, track mode on those roads is incredible. Like, if you've seen the track mode video that I put out earlier where we had a little bit of snow here, the, one of the first snows in Montreal, I think there's a, a decent description of, of how it operates. But we really got to try it in full battle mode, like on rally roads at rally speeds. And by God, is it amazing. The only depressing thing is, uh, if you think that the... Uh, energy consumption is bad in normal driving. Try hitting up track mode with the fan and the cooling pump going full blast. I mean, it was like in the red zone, like how much energy it eats. So I had to sort of use that judiciously in order to make it back. I mean, I barely got 250 kilometers out of the battery. That's what, about 140, 150 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, now, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, driving at rally speeds and whatever all else, but yeah, it's, it really sucks up the energy, but the joy of driving this thing, like when you back off the accelerator, the way the front regens so hard and it digs into the corner and you, you can do like, you know, the little, um, the, the little flick, you know, and get the back end to kick out and then just jab the throttle and flies down. It's, it's incredible. It's just <laughs> I've had a lot of cars that I've driven on these roads over the last 30 years. This is the best by far in those conditions. But I'm going to put it out there, and I, I apologize, Tesla. I know I sound like a broken record, and you've got better things to do. But give us a winter track mode. Just turn off the cooling pump when it's minus 20 out. We don't need it. We just need that killer regen and, and let the, uh, let the uh, stability control loose. That's all we need. Let the environment do its thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let the car cool naturally. It's, it's, it, you, don't, you don't need to... Uh, well, it sounds yeah. absolutely fascinating. I'm looking forward to maybe coming down and doing some rallying with you. <laughs> I mean, does that mean because you're organizing, you may not be able to race it? Well, what happens is I will act as course opening car. So if you want to come along for the ride, we will be driving at rally speeds, um, but I won't be competing. However, the good news is in February, it looks like we've lined up a, an organizer for a second event, uh, navigational event. Yeah for February. Um, and if that works out, you, my friend, are coming down and we're going to run it competitively. We're going to see what Count this thing in. does. Under Eric fire. is having yeah. fun with the fart app. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> or no, I can hear that. It's more precise. Yeah. Thank God I cannot smell that. 
Uh, yeah. Start up romance mode. Speaking of which, romance oh, yeah. mode, just so you know, it actually pulls up a, uh, it's not music that's built into the car. It pulls up a playlist. Mm-hmm. So it goes to a particular channel. I discovered that by mistake while I was. I'm looking I'm looking forward to getting that at some point if I can get the update. Ahem, ahem. <laughs> Inday, one of these days. So I do, I do have a few closing notes. Uh, so there were some interesting news that came out actually in the last couple of days. Uh, uh, this is going to something that's going to help a lot of people who are looking to take delivery of a vehicle before the end of the year. Uh, Tesla is introducing, they're rolling out this week, uh, an awesome uh, delivery process called Instant Drive Away. Uh, the goal is that if you go to a Tesla dealership or uh, if you go to a certain location for Tesla, and you have an inventory car you want to get your hands on. Now, every Tesla store has been instructed to have their fleet cars, their test drive cars, their showroom cars, all available for sale. Uh, so if there's one of those cars that you like and you want to get, if you are doing cash, lending through Tesla, or you're going to do a lease through Tesla, uh, you could considerably fail the paperwork, get your payment done, and drive off with the car in a matter of minutes. Wow. Uh, so that's something that, that's something they're introducing this week. Again, they're trying to get to their their go- quarterly goal uh, for end of year and to get as many owners as possible so they can capitalize on the federal tax credit. That's a that is going to start phasing out come January 1st uh, of next year here in the U.S. So uh, Trevor mentioned it earlier during the show. Right now, it's seventy five hundred for qualified buyers. Uh, next year, it goes to a cap of 3750 that runs from January 1st through June 30th, and then it goes to uh, 1875 from July 1st through December 31st. Now, here in the U.S., we do have a new government. A new Congress is going to start in January. The program may change. It may be canceled. Who knows? Uh, but if you're looking to take advantage of the tax credit uh, while you have it, then by all means, if you're looking to get delivery soon, Get a referral code, go to a, a Tesla store near you and see what inventory cards you can get your hands on because you could basically drive the car away in a matter of minutes, which is incredible. Oh. Um, I do, do want to say it's been a very big year for Tesla and it's been a big year for the show. So I want to give my heartfelt gratitude to Trevor for asking me to be part of this entire show. Uh, earlier this year, we had some awesome guest stars. Uh, Michael was part of the foursome that began this entire process. Uh, we do wish Michael all the best with his Tesla Tunity channel. He's been doing great stuff. If you don't already follow him on YouTube, if you don't already follow him on Twitter, please do so. His uh, All of his handles are basically at Tesla Tunity. So you can find them there. Uh, I also want to take the chance to kind of say that 2019 is going to be a very big year for a lot of people uh, overseas as Gigafactory 3 gets online, as the uh, Model Y starts getting in production, the Tesla Semi is coming out very soon. Uh, Those of you in the EU are going to start seeing more and more Model 3 orders coming in. Hopefully our friends in the Pacific region will also start getting their Model 3 orders coming in next year. We'll start seeing right-hand drive coming into production at some point next year. So it's been a very big year so far for Tesla, especially for those who've been waiting since the spring of 2016 to get their hands on a Model 3. So much has happened this year. A lot more is going to happen next year. Uh, Stay along with us. We have a lot of great stuff coming out. We're always trying to improve the show. Uh, So we thank you for your feedback, your support, your criticism, whatever it is. Uh, We do want to make this show a great show for all of you. So thank you for following us. And a really huge thanks for all of our sponsors for the show and our Patreon supporters. Without the two of you, we certainly could not put on the show. Uh, We don't get paid to do the show. We we basically get your gratitude, your support uh, that's out there. So so thank you from all of us. From myself, from my family to your families, have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Festivus for Hanukkah, the rest of us. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> That's right. Whatever you celebrate, I hope it's a wonderful holiday season. Festivus. Uh, we, look for, 
We look fat. Happy damn Festivus, okay? Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we will uh, we will see everybody again uh, in 2019. Uh, so that's all I have to say for now. Excellent. Well put, Eric. Thank you very for doing all that <laughs> that great work. I yeah, mean, we content. can add absolutely nothing to that. That's that's the whole deal. <laughs> uh, what he said. What he said. This. Right. That's what he said. Well, uh, thank you for everybody for uh, for <laughs> plugging along with us on this show today, and uh, for following us on uh, on social media, of course, and the usual places, and uh, for subscribing to the YouTube channel, of course, subscribing to our podcast as it comes out. Uh, we're still working at getting it rectified with the guys at Tune In to Prime pull our feed so that it goes out to your Teslas. I still apologize; they still have not fixed that yet. It's out of my control. So again. Uh, as soon as it gets fixed, I will let all of you know. So having said that, I want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, we had a fantastic 2018. I'm really looking forward to 2019. I think it's going to be even bigger. We got some great plans for the forum, of course, to uh, to grow and expand as the product lines, of course, expand as well. And uh, yeah, so... <sighs> It's been a long, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a great 2018 and really looking forward to, uh, uh, to 2019 and, and the things that we have planned. So having said that, I'll just going to sign off. Uh, you can follow me, the Twitter handles at model three owners, and, uh, don't forget to, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel because that just keeps things growing and, uh, we will see you very early in the new year. So have a uh, great holiday and a uh, safe and happy new year. Good night, everyone, and uh, we will see you next time in the new year. Follow me at EC Fix on Twitter. That's right. And Mad Hungarian on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Addy and Pelko actually on Twitter. That's right. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Good night. See ya. Goodbye, everybody. Safe holidays, everybody. Mm-hmm.